calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. everyone, and welcome back to the One Woman Book Club podcast. I'm your host, Grace, and this is the podcast where we talk about all things book and author-related news, my current reads and updates, and of course, discuss a quarter of our monthly book club pick, which this month is Just the Nicest Couple by Mary Kubica. Boy, do we have an episode today. It's a super, super fun episode. This is the last episode for February, and it is just very exciting. So we have our final and most lengthy discussion of the book, which at this point, I really hope everyone has finished. I finished it genuinely, exactly like I said in the episode last week, which was the second I stopped recording, and I genuinely could not put it down, and it felt so good to finish it because I just had been wanting to read ahead so, so often, but I'm really happy and proud that I was able to stick to reading each chunk as it came out for the podcast, so hopefully avoided as many and all spoilers um, as possible. I'm just very excited for today's episode and to discuss everything. In other news, I do want to apologize that this episode is a few days late, which is veering off of our normal Monday uploading schedule, but a few things did get in the way this past week. I'm hoping that this isn't a normal thing, Um, but thank you all for sticking with me here. So if you follow me on Instagram, which I hope all of you do if you're listening, at Grace's Reading Nook, I posted a couple of times this past week letting you all know that I was so, so sick. Um, so last Saturday, I started feeling like I just had chills and like body aches. And then I woke up on Sunday just feeling like really, really sick. And I get like tonsillitis sometimes where I felt like when I was swallowing, one side of my throat was like really, really hurting and it was on the right side. So I figured it was just my tonsil. And because I had a fever, I had a fever of like 100 around on Sunday and it wasn't really going down. It was going down a little bit with Advil, but not like anything crazy. And my friend had recently had the flu and she was like Advil and anything like wasn't really helping me. Um, Nothing was really helping. So Wednesday came and I felt so sick. From Tuesday night, I had like 103 fever. And finally, I was like, okay, I have to go to urgent care, see what's going on. 
So I went to urgent care and strep was negative. The flu test was negative. And I'm like, great. Like, why do I feel so sick? And then she looked in my ears and found out that I had a double ear infection, which is not fun. And that's why my fever was so high. And that's why it hurt when I was swallowing. And I mean, guys, like at this point, my throat was so swollen. It hurt so bad to talk, to do anything. I was miserable. So they prescribed me with some antibiotics And I immediately did start to feel better. Maybe not immediately. Maybe like I got them at like I took them at 9am on Wednesday and I started feeling better by Wednesday evening. But unfortunately, last Wednesday was the day that I was supposed to be recording and interviewing Mary Kubica. And I was like, oh my god, I sound absolutely awful. My throat is so swollen. I can barely swallow. Like my body genuinely felt like it was dying. I felt so sick, but I had every intention genuinely to still do the interview, just put on a brave face, take a hot shower, drink some chamomile tea and just do it. So I got home from urgent care, took my antibiotics and checked my email and was just going to start like preparing for the interview because it was only in a couple hours at that point. And Mary had emailed me letting me know that her headphones weren't working and asking if we could reschedule to the following week. And it was like a sign from the universe. I was like, oh my God, this is literally perfect. So we ended up rescheduling it to today. So today is Tuesday, February 28th. And I recorded with her this morning and you guys are going to love that interview. I am so excited to put it together for you guys at the end of this episode. So everything ended up genuinely working for the best. So this episode, like I've mentioned a couple times, I'm going to give you all a very brief, brief update on my current reads and round out February for you. And then I have a conversation with one of my best friends, Noelle, who read the book with me so we can banter and talk a little bit. And finally, I'll have the long awaited discussion with Mary Kubica at the end of this episode. So please be sure to stay tuned for that. And if you're looking just to hear that conversation, be sure to look in the timestamps in the description of this podcast and you will see when that conversation officially begins. So February was another pretty light reading month, what with being sick. And again, my weekends were really just filled with a lot of social plans with friends and family. So it didn't leave too, too much time to read. Um, I already talked about The Housemaid and Memphis with you guys on the podcast, which were both about three and a half stars for me or so. Then of course, I finished up Just the Nicest Couple, which my star rating will be revealed for later on in the episode. And then I also finished Georgie All along by Kate Claiborne. And I recently just yesterday posted my full review for that on Instagram. I absolutely loved it, you guys. I gave it four out of five stars. Five stars for me, like I've said, is like above and beyond. It's my one of my new favorite books. It gives me like that five star feeling. This didn't really give me that like five star feeling, but it was so much fun. And I really, really loved it. Also, my sincere apologies. It is the worst time to be recording this right now. I am so annoyed with all the noise that's going on in my apartment and my surrounding area. I am just at my wits end if I'm being completely honest with you guys. It is a blizzard where I am right now. So obviously there's like plow trucks going around. I live in a really busy area of my city in Portland. There's plow trucks. There's just shit going on literally everywhere. And it's so frustrating. And then like every apartment in my building, we have like a six unit, we live in a six unit apartment building is having work done on it. And we also live above a pizza parlor. (laughs) It's serious. And that's being renovated. So it is just constant noise and it is driving me absolutely insane. So I just had to vent a little bit. My apologies if you hear some background noise at any point throughout this video. But 
Georgia all along was so much fun. And I talked about it a lot last week. So I don't want to get into it too, too much here. But my Goodreads, I gave it a four. I said this was such a cute, sweet romance. And I felt really, really connected to it. And I just felt like it was so easy to fall in love with the character of Georgie. And I just felt really connected to her and the idea that she had of trying to connect with her high school self. And I did find the idea of like the fic that she was going after a little bit cheesy at times. But I too... I do totally get why she was doing it. Um, she was left jobless and really not sure where to turn. And so to go back to where you were and who you were before you were swept up in the world and all these like crazy things that comes with being in your late 20s to see what your little, you know, smaller dreams were like, it could really be so grounding. And I found that really, really endearing. Um, and I really loved seeing Georgie's journey and finding herself throughout this book. And I absolutely loved Levi. It was just your typical classic grumpy sunshine romance. Um, There was a little bit of steam that I definitely could have used more of, but that's okay. But I really loved watching Levi's character throughout the book and finding himself and his family again and reconnecting to, you know, moving on to who he was in high school, like moving on from that sort of reputation that always preceded him in the town. I really loved that. And I loved their connection. It was really fun to read. And it was just overall a really wonderful romance with a lot more than meets the eye. And if you're looking for a quick, easy read, highly, highly recommend. And then right now I'm 85% done with We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lang. Oh my God, it's going to be my favorite read of the month. I honestly think so. Up there with Just the Nicest Couple. This book is like sweeping me off my feet for some reason. I am like loving, loving, loving it. And I have 40 pages left, like genuinely just couldn't finish it last night. I was too tired, but I wanted to finish it before recording this intro, but don't think I'm, I didn't, I knew I just wasn't going to be able to with how busy my schedule is today, but I am literally loving it. It's going to be a five-star read for me. And I'll talk more about that. I think next week it will be finished up for February since it's the last day of the month. I am definitely planning on finishing it though this month. So I'm very excited about it. Book of the month picks are out, but I do want to keep this very focused on our Just the Nicest Couple discussion with both Noelle and I and with Mary Kubica. So I'm going to leave that for next week's discussion and the first week of March, which again, if you are unaware, our March book club pick is All the Dangerous Things by Stacey Willingham. Be sure to check out my Instagram, Grace's Reading Nook, to see what you're supposed to be reading up to for the episode that's going to come out on March 6th. But without further ado, I think that's all I really want to talk about for my little intro here. So let's transition over to our conversation with my friend Noelle on the ending of Just the Nicest Couple by Mary Kubica. All right, so I'm here with my friend Noelle. Noelle, welcome to the One Woman Book Club. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so honored to be your first guest. So you're my first ever guest before Mary Kubica when I record with her on Tuesday, so you should really feel honored. I'm happy about that. I wouldn't want to have to follow to Mary follow Kubica. Kubica. <laughs> um, so Noelle is actually my boyfriend's, Noah's first cousin. Right. So we met when Noah and I started dating over five years ago, Wow. which is such a long time. So we've all been living in Portland together for... Almost that long. Yeah. Me and Grace hit it off like right away when we first met. Actually, no, you were scared of me at first. Because she kind of has like a, um, not like a resting bitch face. (laughs) You can call it that. But sort of because it's like, you just, you can't, it's hard to read you, I think, at first. And especially being like new to the family and everything. Yeah, yeah. I like, plus we're around the same age and I'm like, oh, if you're gonna move to Portland, like I just want to make sure that like we could be friends and everything. And 
it worked. It's been working. Yeah, out. It everything out is good. Okay, so Noelle is kind of on like a reading journey this year to yeah. start. So tell us a little bit about your reading habits. Like, would you consider yourself a reader or what? So I feel like no, I feel like I don't consider myself a reader because I'm talking to you right now and I know how much well, of a reader you are. I know that's true, but. I think, like, comparatively to, like, what you would have read, like, right. say, two years ago. Even no, me, for though. Sure, for sure, Like, like I, when I started, like, reading in 2020, I read, like, four books that year. But anything is, like, reading. I, I like to say, like, if you're reading, like, yeah, you're a reader because, like, fair. you're making time for it. I mean, if I follow along with your book club and do a book a month, that will be, like, the most I've read, like, No, that's like, huge. Ever. And I've heard, like, I was talking to our friend Kira... And she was like, yeah, I read it for the book club last month. And then I ended up reading like three other books because I feel like it helps you. It kind ignites of like, something, yeah, right? And yeah. And I feel like it helps you like stick to a schedule. Yeah. At least you have one done. 12 for books sure. a year is like a I lot know, that more would than be, most That people. would be a um, record for me. But yeah, so I do like to read. I'm a pretty slow reader unless it's like a book that's like insanely mm-hmm. captivating. Mm-hmm. So I think I have a hard time sitting down for long periods of time and reading which is my big thing and I I know you can sit for hours yeah I can stay for a whole day and read if I really want to but if you've also said I've said to you I feel like you would enjoy an audiobook but I don't know because you listen to a lot of podcasts I am yeah I'm listening to Jeanette McCurdy's um I'm happy my mom died I'm glad glad my my mom mom died died. on audio amazing on audio so she does a really good job I'm really jealous that I didn't yeah it's really good I feel like it'd be Mm -hmm. so good and then you're also reading Inheritance Games too. I am yeah so I loved the first Inheritance Games book Really great ending. I'm on the second one now. So, yeah, I stopped to read um, Just the Nicest Couple halfway through, and I preferred that. So, obviously, I read Just the Nicest Couple a lot quicker than I read Inheritance Games. But I think I'm going to go back and try and finish out the second because apparently there's supposed to be a really big twist in the second Inheritance Games book. So... And I'll try and go back. Can you read two books at once? I really can't. I could, I've never I was, tried. I've never tried. I could do it when I was reading this only because I would read the chunk for this podcast like very quickly because it's like a thriller and it's pretty short. And then I was like, oh, what do I read for the rest of the week? But you didn't really specifically look at like follow the schedule. Like I didn't. Tea. I finished the book like really yeah, quickly. So that's yeah. be tough. And then you also read Daisy Darker. And Daisy we both Darker. liked that yes, this year. I really did like... I'm a big thriller girl. Like, yeah. I love being shocked. Yeah. I love twists. Like, that's my purpose for reading. So, yes. I'm very interested so for So, Inheritance when... Games, it does have twists, though. It, but it does, is more but it's not really... Yeah. Is it fantasy, though? No, I don't it's know. not. There's no, like, magic or anything. It's... It's kind of teeny bopper in a sense where they don't swear. Yeah, yeah. There's a girl who, like, fake swears all the time okay. and she does, like... Oh, fiddlesticks like and stuff like that. People you should say read, it is. You should read The Grace here. If you, I, I have not read it either. But it's like another sort of like, I've heard Hunger Games-ish, Inheritance Games, like in that world. I need to read it. But yeah, Daisy Darker was great because I oh feel like, God, I, I don't know, I feel like weird saying there's a twist because I think that ruins it. But I mean, I yes. really did like Daisy Darker. I, when I look back on Daisy Darker, I was like, oh, like we were talking about it a few months ago and I was like, oh, I don't really think I liked it. But then we talked about like, I don't want to say it. But the one scene that's like so shocking, right, right, when right, that right, happens, right. and that, I feel like when I think about that book now, I think about that one scene. If you've read it, mm-hmm. you know what we're talking about. I think towards like the end of the book, not the ending. Oh, right, I forgot like, for a second. Now yes. I know what you're talking and I, about. We were both like, oh wait, it was so good. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, it was yeah. so good. Um, and then you also read Rock Paper Scissors too. Loved Rock Paper Scissors. I always say that's, like, one of my favorite thrillers ever. But I it's always getting, like, mix a it up. Of... Tell me about it. That's the one where they lived on the house in the that's, middle of nowhere yes, with the, one... the cottage next to it. Yes. Okay, and the yeah. one where the husband has, like, I talked about that, I think, last week, maybe. The husband has that disease where 
you can't like recognize. Oh, right? yeah. Not disease, but like that thing face, where you can't face facial, recognition, whatever. Face blindness. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So we can't like, and then that's like a huge ends up being a huge plot point like throughout the book. And I feel like that to me, that book has like the best twist I have ever read. And like no, any it thriller, really, really it really good. is like really, nothing really compared. But people book. on TikTok I saw recently like didn't really like it. They're rating it like three and a half. And I'm like, I just don't get it. But if we're talking about books that people really like, I didn't like Evelyn Hugo. Oh, I know. And that was one of your favorites. Yeah, that's that's really so hard So don't come for at me. me, anyone. I know. I feel like everyone loves Evelyn Hugo. I shouldn't but say I didn't like it. it I liked twist, it. Though. There was not really a twist. The one thing that kind of happened, I was kind of like, oh, I mean, I guess that's, I don't know. It wasn't really for me, but I know I'm, a lot of people enjoyed it. I'm a girl who, like, likes a book that doesn't have anything Right, and I happens. can't do that. Like, you, you would hate so many of the books that I love. Like, I talked about how much I loved Sam recently. What was it? Not Glass Castle, because I love that you one. Loved but that the, one. Housemate of something you wanted me to read, and I was like, "Does anything happen in it?" And oh, you're the like, paper no. palace. Paper palace. <laughs> I was like, "Is something gonna happen?" And you're like, "No, it's just kind of how the oh, book is." I like books like if it's well written, and I like the characters, and it's, I don't know why I like yeah. books like that. Well, it seems like movies. Noah and I can watch a movie where like nothing happens, and it's just like yeah, a light piece, fair. and it, we like yeah, it. Yeah, that's but true. It just depends. And so you're also a member of Book of the Month. Yes, I do. I mostly love it just because I love picking out a pretty co- cover mm-hmm. and having it come and look at it all pretty. It's but part of the aspect of just receiving the it box, is, I feel like. because getting a package is just so exciting, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, I feel yes, like. I... The next book we're doing next month... Is All, all the, the Dangerous, dangerous things. things. We got that for Book of the Month a couple yeah, months ago. we got ago. it, I think, in December. In December. I think it was So I'm excited one. to read um, one of the books to be a Book of the Month. I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, me that. too. We're and I think that, that people list. really, really like it. I, all, people have already started it for next month, which is really cool. Right. And then... A lot of people on book Instagram have already, like, read it. Like, a few of my friends are like, they oh, like no, it. it's really, really good. Let me see what it has on Goodreads. I just, I like, do you have a Goodreads? I, yeah, I do. I started adding to it. And oh, I yeah, saw you did. I get emails when you update yours. You I do? Oh, to. my yeah. God. I get emails. Like, I'll get I do it like, every... Grace Cross the update I'm like, okay. Read, like, two pages. Um, it has a 4.21, which I feel like is decent for a thriller. I, and I don't know, it's, I, it's a whole other tangent, but it's like, yeah. sometimes when I'm in the bookstore or something and... I haven't heard of a book or I have and I'm like oh let me just Mm -hmm. see what it has on Goodreads if it's under a four I like won't buy it anymore do you know why I when I'm getting book of the month and I'm looking up the books on on um, Goodreads to see what scores they got yeah I won't choose a book that's under four either because you know though it's is it or isn't it, though? Because I'm not going to... Especially me. So maybe for you, it would be okay yeah, to read a 3 or 3.5. That's true. Because you're constantly reading. For me to take all the time and effort it takes and then you don't me like it. to read a book for it to not get a 4, like, I know. I'm not going to no, do that. No, it's true. And you're going to like take like a month out of your time Absolutely. to do it. Yeah. And I mean, I hate reading books that are just okay. Like, I read two this month where they were three and a half. And then I feel like I'm halfway through and I'm like, should I just stop? I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. But I don't know. I just keep... I, I, don't, I, know. I don't not finish a lot of books. I'll usually just plow through it that's good for you yeah i can't so mary cubica wrote just the nicest couple you so you haven't read any other books by her right I no i haven't i want to though because yeah, i really like this i one. have a bunch so i read local woman missing last year and it was five stars i like loved it mm-hmm. i thought the twist in that was so good um and then i have like three or four other books by her that i'm wanting to read i think there's like pretty baby i'm like i have do you have them? Yeah. You own a few? Pretty Baby is here. So do you think you would have picked up Just the Nicest Couple had it not been for the book club? Or do you just want to do it just to, like, support the podcast? Or, like, what did you th- do you think you would pick it up if you were like, oh, like, is know, it a typical book for you? Do you know what? The summary, the synopsis, is very much what I'm interested in and mm-hmm. what I'm into. I feel like a very much thriller-centric yeah. book, and I love that. So... 
yes, I would have picked it up, but also no, because I don't really look at picking up books that much, which is yeah, why true. I'm really happy that your book club did it because it got me to read it. And like, I love this genre. I love this kind of book. Yeah. And I just don't feel like I would have known, right? I wouldn't have known yeah, to get it. It's if true. That makes and sense. it's like, I like that it was new. And I feel like mm-hmm. I- I'd like to do a new release when it comes out, like from a popular author like that, because personally, like, if I'm not looking, I don't know that a new author is like put out. Right, book I too. would have no idea. Yeah, and I know that she's really popular, but yeah, the synopsis is pretty much something I would go for. I like like a domestic thriller like that though, where it's like, ooh, like we don't know what the husband's up to. That sort I know, of thing. yeah. And that's another question I wanted to ask. So before we get into everything with the book, right. what do you think makes a good thriller? Like besides twists, like is it just the twists? Like what do you think makes a good thriller for you? I think having multiple people to distrust. Yeah, that's very true. You don't want one obvious person to like either You're kill like, oh. or do the incident, whatever it mm-hmm. may be, and then like have them be the the, the whole the whole time. Because it's it's not you know you want like multiple people and like multiple re- like we'll talk about it in a second yeah, yeah, about yeah. just the nicest couple, but like multiple different suspects and like why they could be the suspects yes. and actually having reasons to be the suspects so like, that you're shocked when yeah. you actually find out what happens. Like no matter who it ends up being, you're like, oh, that makes sense yeah. because of all of this. Right. But it's not like just a throwaway character right. who's like, oh, we they're throwing them in the mix to potentially be a suspect, but you know they're right. actually not. Right, exactly. Um, okay, so let's get into the actual book Ooh. discussion. Okay, okay fair, so fair. do you want to start by giving what we gave it out of five stars? So I do like, I just do out of five stars for star ratings. Well, I would personally give it. What you would give it. So one, okay. okay, personally, this is just, I already talked about this at one episode, but like a one, I, it's like, I probably didn't finish it is okay. what I would give it. A two is like, I really hated it. Like for you, some specific you reason, through it. like it was a slog. Took like forever. I've only ever given yeah. like two books. A okay. three is I liked it. It was fine, would but it, I wouldn't really recommend okay. it. Three and a half, I give a lot, where it's like, I liked it a little bit more, but mm-hmm. still probably wouldn't recommend. A four is a solid book. It wasn't my favorite. There were some things I didn't like, but I did still really enjoy the process of reading it. And then 4.5 or 5, it's like, oh my God, you have to read this book. Like, it was one of my new favorites. Okay. So do you, you want to give them now, or do you want to, like, wait till the end? No, I'll give it now. Okay, so what so do you think? I would give it about, like, a 3.7. Okay. I liked the book. Definitely wasn't my favorite thriller I've ever read mm-hmm. or book, but I did genuinely like enjoy reading it. Right. And, so it was like, like almost I, a four. Almost a four. Yeah. Exactly. Almost a four. I could even say a four. You if know you what? Want to it, round up, if but... I want to round up, I could do a four. I enjoyed reading it. It wasn't hard to get through. Would you recommend? I feel like it's a good. Thriller I would to recommend read it. I would if recommend it. Like, if you're new to the genre, so maybe I will give it a four because I would recommend yeah. it. And it was like short, which I loved, and mm-hmm. it just like was. I felt the writing was really easy. Mm-hmm. I didn't like catch myself rereading sentences or like getting confused true i also gave it a four Four, i would give it a four reading a lot of thrillers i feel like now i have like a really high standard for them and i feel like jaded and you're uh, like it needs to be the craziest thing ever or i don't that must be hard for an author honestly oh my god and like maybe i'll ask her about that we haven't chatted yet we're talking in a couple days but i'll be like it's stressful to like come up with a really really good twist Mm -hmm. i can't imagine right but yeah i gave it a four for the same reasons i thought that if you're getting into the genre of thrillers i think you would really like it it's easy to read really the characters were really good i thought I liked the different points of view. I feel like that's something that I look for in a thriller. I like when it's like, oh, like this person's point of view, this person's point of view. It and just, I didn't, I never got confused between not the two at of all. them either. I liked the multiple point of views because I feel like it added to like who you can't trust. Is that like, okay, I'm just sorry. I'm looking at the cover of the book. Is that like blood spatter in the window? I didn't even notice. I think it is. You know what? It could be up for interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your cover of the book and see if you can see that. But it, it looks does. like it could be like those sticky things you put on the window. <laughs> we have some or of a pattern on a curtain. Curtain. Because um, the really, murder didn't know. happen in the house. So 
Right. Okay, so I want to talk about the characters a little bit. So the four main characters were Jake, Nina, Christian, and Lily. So when did you... So something I found out, I think I put that in a note for later, but I didn't think there was a totally, like, entirely likable character. Like, there was no one I was really rooting no, for. No, so Christian was a loser, I think. Hated him. I think hated he was him. a loser. I Ugh. think it's really nice to treat your, your lady, your girl, special, <laughs> but I think... He was like a bit much, like oh obsessed, obsessed, like no, but like couldn't even like he wasn't treating it like as seriously. I feel like as he should have, and I talked about that a lot. Well, I feel like there was some like, like obviously like the word obsession, but almost mm -hmm. like to the point of like not well obsession mm -hmm. with like he obviously would have done anything, anything to protect. I'm confused now. Lily, Lily is his wife. Yeah, yeah. protect. Lily. But I think that's part of like what. Mary Cubica, like, did to make us, like, not right, trust him. Right. Was making him, like, very obsessed with Lily right, and obsessed course. with the baby and, like, making Because, like, is he like, too good to be true? It's fishy. Yeah. And, like, did he protect her? Like, did he... I've, I've gone through so many things, but, like, did he see Jake in the woods, like, after Lily ran I away know. and then he killed him because of that? But the reason I didn't think that, and because I said this to you, mm -hmm. they did his train of thought. Mm -hmm. His point of view was his train of thought. So he thought things... We would have known if it was him. It would have been really That's hard to That's why the whole time I knew it wasn't... Um, Nina. Nina as it well because Nina. of her train of thought. Right, exactly. No, we would have known. Mm -hmm. I kept suspecting Nina here and there, like, throughout, and I'm like, but uh, I don't they know couldn't. how they would yeah. have to, like, go back and somehow make it, like, They would have had to have, like, split personalities where we didn't hear one of the stories. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually thought that at one point. I was like, I always, I always oh, love a split personality I story. It's a good... I love it. I always wish that was the case. It's so true. It's so good. And then... I suspected Lily and Jake from the beginning having an affair. Like, there was, in my mind, there was no way that they weren't having an affair. It was affair. an easy assumption to come to in the sense of, like, why was she in the woods with him? Like, she probably didn't just run into him. Like, there was probably something nefarious going yes, on. Yes, there was, it was like, there's, she kept saying, like, oh my god, like, it's not a, it's a, just a coincidence. Like, it happens all the time. Like, people go to the woods all the time. And, like, she was making, being very defensive, defensive yeah, about it for it so weird. long that you could just guess it. So that was the one twist I feel like I suspected early on. So I guess if I had to root for any character throughout the whole thing, it would be Nina, just because I wanted her to get justice the whole time. I feel time. like she's a very neutral character, though. You mm -hmm. don't dislike her, but mm -hmm. you're not, like, crazy about her. And I think that's because the only personality traits we really see with her... Like, worry. ...is worrying, mm -hmm. and her being anxious, right? Mm -hmm. So there's not and much of a... reason, but, like... Oh, of course. Yeah. So there's not much of a person to, like, um... Support, or, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. And I mean... I, I was on her side the whole time for, because I really hated, like, Jake's character. Even though we never heard from Jake, I wish that we had seen, like, flashbacks a little bit to their relationship, like, prior to the murder. Like, if we could have been, like, oh, like, two months ago, like, here's how they were talking. Just because we only heard Jake's character hit, like, how his character was, mostly from Christian being, like, oh, he's this rich asshole, like, and then Nina was, like, oh, we got married after three months, and then he hates me spending time with my mom so much, and, like, blah, 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 blah. So didn't you kind of think that Nina was, like, hooking up with her teacher friend? What was his name? Yeah, Ryan. Schreiber. Ryan. I suspected Ryan so, so much. Because so, he's clearly in love with her. He was the one yeah. who sent the flowers. Right. Which we found out at the end. Right. Which, for some reason, I kept thinking it was going to be Nina's mom, because what did the note say? It was, like... Oh, what did it say? It was, like, I love to see you smile or something okay, yeah. I was always suspicious of Nina's mom like too suspicious of Nina's mom I'm surprised she wasn't like didn't 
think that he would have been the one to send to college. You know what? Her head was in a million different places. So she that wasn't makes thinking sense. about romance. Yeah, with Ryan she wasn't. At all. But then I don't think he. I think that he also wanted something or thought that she liked him too. Oh, for sure. Just because he was like, oh, I'll drive you to the car lot. And, and she then was kind of like, confi- confiding mm-hmm. in him a little bit when everything too was much, going on. A little too much. Yeah. Like honestly, I get why he thought that. Like she was like, oh no, my husband left me. Oh no, he's missing. I guess it was interesting. Interesting to, like, think about this. I always think about it in terms of, like, real life. Like, how close were they actually? Like, these two couple friends. I like, feel like just... for Ryan, too, it's easy to see what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if she, pretty if girl he really likes her mm-hmm. and she gives him a little bit, it's, like, probably more to him than it actually yeah, is. Yeah, totally. He was, like, the biggest, like, red herring, like, throughout the whole thing, though. It was... I kind of wanted there to be more more with him him. like i wanted him to be involved in some way somehow that would have been that would have been freaky it was interesting when christian saw him in the woods like walking his dog i remember and he was like oh that's like someone from um lily's school but he like couldn't place who it was and then ryan didn't recognize him at all and that was a good point but i feel like because i read a lot of thrillers still i was like oh that's when i knew it was gonna be a red herring because it was just it was too obvious at that point yeah 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 yeah. i see what you're saying but I liked his character, and so many people—I guess a couple people, not so many—had messaged me about the student teacher, and you were very much on the. You were like, "Oh, it's Some, going to be the student something teacher." Something fishy. Because when they don't mention someone's name, mm-hmm. you're like, "Who is this person?" I thought it was going to be a student teacher, and the reason I thought that was because I talked to you about True Detective, that show. Yes, yes, and yes. And the spoiler alert: if you haven't seen yes. it and you want to, what's season one of True Detective? Many years ago, it came out. Yeah, a long time ago. Um, the killer the serial killer was this character who just happened to mow the lawn for a school that they passed and they would like say hi like twice in the right. show so like he was a character but like we knew nothing about him and he just happened to be in the storyline a little bit which is kind of like the student teacher was like yes. there but not so i was suspicious but we I never learned his name which was weird and then also we never learned nina's mom's name so i keep referring are to you freaking serious I'm serious so i keep saying like nina's mom nina's mom i'm like it would have been nice like we alice or something we don't know we her don't name. know alice's name <laughs> it could just be alice okay so one thing that was interesting so I think, like, the second chunk we read, like, so we were almost halfway through, maybe, that's when I started putting on some poll questions on my mm-hmm. stories, and one of them, you called me the second that I posted it, because I was like, is Nina's is Nina's mom faking her blindness? And you were like, oh my god, like, where did you get that yeah, from? Yeah, so I didn't see that coming at all, and I mean, it, you were right, I, to an I, extent. It's so annoying that I was. To an extent, you were right. I know. Um, and I did not see that at all. For some reason, when I read that, you posted that, I got, like, chills. Because I was like, no <gasps> freaking so way. That's frustrating. That I was, makes like, me sad. No, not, like, no, but not I, in, know. I don't know. So as soon as you posted that, I, like, was like, holy shit. Like, there's no way that she's not blind. And I was like, wait, like, that would actually be a really good twist. Like, that's, like, mm-hmm. a smart way to take the book. Um... But yeah, unfortunately, I put it all over my Instagram. But, that, but then you put it all over your Instagram, and you told me. So then it wasn't a surprise because so that's you, what's annoying, and that's something you I have to put think it in about. my head because I'm like, maybe for the next, it's all a learning process, right. like how I'm going to do the polls, like, and I've gotten a lot of good feedback for like how I should do things and everything. But I'm like, I guess maybe I shouldn't post. I, I'm going to talk about it in the podcast, right? So like, but maybe especially, I guess, if you're not reading the book. If you, for some reason, had seen that, it kind of did ruin the surprise I know, but it's kind of nice to be able to talk about the questions, It is, too. and, like, then some people also, like, would see that 
vote yes or no and then message me being like, oh my God, like that's such an interesting point. Right. And like, I mean, that's the whole point because it is, it's a podcast, but it is supposed to be like an interactive like Very book club cool. where yeah, if we were to meet on like a Tuesday night for like a glass of wine and talk about the book, I probably would bring up the fact that I'm like, do you guys oh, think that Nina's mom is sure. blind? Which I, I really did like that twist though. Nina's mom was such a vindictive, like crazy I part. I, I really liked that. I really liked it too, but not your fault. This is your mm-hmm. job. I wasn't surprised at all. Oh, yeah. Or wasn't like, oh, my God, no. like she did it because we had already thought that was a possibility. Right. It's true. And, I mean, that's what this is, too, now, because it's like I am going to be overanalyzing, like, everything. everything. If I do a thriller on the podcast and I'm, like, blown away by the twist, I'll be shocked. Like, no matter how much I love the thriller, even if it was a five out of five, and I can still give a thriller five out of five, even if I guess the twist, if I like but the twist it's enough. rare to not guess a twist It's really all, rare. Any part of it It's really yeah. rare. Like, the, Rock, Paper, Scissors was the first book, I, and maybe only book ever, like yeah. I said, that I've never, I did really not good. guess the twist. It was really good. I, like, want to reread it and just be like, was it really that good? But I really think it was, it was that good. It was, yeah. Um, I really liked it regardless, though. I think I said that in the first episode, too, where I'm like, I could read a book or a thriller, guess the twist, and still think it's good. Depending. No, I yeah. still think it was good. Exactly. Yeah. For but sure. I really... I, you could tell, like, you're, you're right, though. Like, as the chapters were progressing, Nina's mom just kept coming up, like, a little bit too frequently. And you're like, oh, okay, this is this Do you is know strange. what part of the book that got me the most shook was what? the fake attack that Christian did? <gasps> oh I God, believed it. I was wait, like, oh, my God, he's wait, killing her. He's wait, killing her. And then wait. it was like, like, just kidding. Like, that's what I thought wait, about doing. you're so right. I was like, holy shit. We had to talk about that. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. I was like, that he was really did that, huh? That was something I did not expect. No. And I'm like, it was cool the way that she did it. Like, oh, but yeah. that's what I would have done if yeah. I got my hands in on time. So, Believed it we, we know each other too well, so we might be talking in like half sentences. <laughs> <Sorry>. So, <laughs> to like, oh, rewind, oh. the scene when Christian sees Nina stalking him when he's putting... So he put the bloody clothes in, a, in someone the, else's trash. And so then she grabbed it and then he goes, oh my God, was that Nina? Holy shit. Mm-hmm. She runs back to the car and starts looking in the back and then Christian, we believe that Christian like starts killing her. Yes. Like they very graphically, like, like very much strangling so. her, hitting her head. I'm on thinking, the... how are they going to get away I know, with how are they this? Come... It, it, the book is going a completely different direction, <laughs> but I was kind of excited. I was, I was like, where too. are we going? I was too, but I'm like, oh my yeah, God, Lily, like, like they're insane. screwed. Like the baby yeah. is over. Agreed. Like what the hell? I really, but it, that was a really, really good twist, even though. Because yeah, then it's like, it was, oh shit, like, oh my god, it wasn't real. It kind was. of thank god you, like, breathed a I know, we're kind sigh of, like, of relief. Yeah. Um, yeah, loved that part. And then how did you feel about the ending, like, with Christian in general? So, the ending, I guess, yeah, it's, this is more of just, like, a little convert. Like, I don't want to dissect every single thing about the last part because mm-hmm. we all read it. This is more of just, like, our closing thoughts almost. But, like, the ending, we find Nina's mom, she has the gun in the ba- in her trunk which is crazy so we Nina finally catches on that her mom is the one that killed him mm-hmm. and of course she's like taken aback like oh my god how could you do this like and, and Nina's mom states it as though like you know her so Nina's father had left them when they she was really young because of another woman Nina's mom didn't want the same thing to happen for Nina mm-hmm. because she knew that Jake was having the affair with Lily I'm going to kill him we'll get the life insurance money we'll live on you know a farm happy ever after whatever so Nina's mom is just crazy, obviously. Also, side note, I loved, it was really, really subtle. I don't know if this was the last part of the one we read before this, but when Nina was backing out of the driveway and a car almost like sideswiped mm-hmm. her and Nina's, she was looking at her mom in the window and the mom's eyes got really big 
And it right. was like, but how would she have seen that? See, I glazed over that Oh, that probably. was so, so good. I was like, oh, that was when I, like, finally clicked from, like, oh, the, that's going to be real. But Nina, like, didn't think much of it. Like, it wasn't Nina being like, oh, wait, why did my mom's eyes open? It was Nina's mom sitting in the chair, her eyes, like, widened. And she wouldn't she have saw, really seen what was going on. She wouldn't have seen it. No, it was so, I know, that's so, so good. True. So we have that ending, and then Nina's mom is like, well... You're real, like Lily was already in prison at this point for the murder because, like, she's at the scene of the crime. Like, Nina's mom made it very obvious that Lily was the one who did it, like, even though she didn't. Lily was already in prison, and then Nina had the choice to turn her mom in or not. And she was like, Well, my mom's gonna die anyway. She does have breast cancer, which is true. Like, should we even turn her into prison or not? But then we had, like, a few months later, or yeah, probably like even close to a year later, I feel mm-hmm. like, with Christian at the very end, and we get that. We see him and Lily have gotten a divorce. He's going to drop off the baby. I picture them on a bench in Central Me too. Park. <laughs> I, know. I picture them on a bench in Central Park because there's so many movies like that. I know. I'm kind of sad and they he's got a dropping, divorce. And he's dropping the baby off. I, know. I guess we were saying before he's too much of like an idiot for like being so in love with her, but at least he well, got away. He is because right at the end, didn't they talk about like possibly getting dinner or he something? Was like, she was like, I'd love to have you over for dinner if you're open to it. And he's like, We'll have to see. We'll play it by ear or something. Yeah. But we also heard that. He was like, oh, did you hear that Nina's mom got out of prison or whatever? And she was like, oh, yeah, or something was in his thoughts or something. And then it was just because she was dying and they let her out early because of her sickness. So Nina did end up turning in her mom. Oh, right. You're right. Yeah. So because Lily got out, she was clearly okay. So (sighs) wait, so Lily was completely framed for the murder? Completely framed. She hit him because so I have in my notes from chapter 36, we finally get the full story. Lily and Jake were having an affair, like we suspected. Lily says she told Jake to meet her at Langley Woods that day so she could end it. And he got so mad at her and he, he like, wouldn't let her leave, like, wasn't taking no for an answer, which is classic Jake. And she, um, then she hit him with a rock. She said that she didn't shoot him. And I said, I, at this point, had believed it was Nina's mom. And then we also found out that Jake had put the tracking device on Nina's car so right. we could watch where she was and when she'd be coming home from her mom's. Um, and then chapter 37 and 38, I said Nina's mom killed Jake because she knew he was cheating, blah, 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 blah. So no, Lily just hit Jake because... So that's why she wasn't in jail for very long then. Because no, no, she no. just She just had an atta- affair. She just had an affair him. and attacked him, but he was attacking her. Right. And I guess that's pretty easy to like deduct from mm-hmm. like the okay. evidence or whatever. Because the main, re- like the cause of death was the gunshot wound to the head. Right, obviously. Okay, right. yeah. So it makes sense, but crazy i d- i honestly did like the ending i liked that last chunk that we read it was very quick the only thing i was like oh ryan just left the school and that was it he just quit right? teaching yeah that was it i wish we knew a little bit more about him me too oh i had one person say too that they wish that we could have had a chapter from nina's mom's point of view which i would have her, thought was no cool. what would have been cool if there was a chapter about just the scene of, where, the of her driving there Doing the murder at the very end at like the very get end. after after everything like after. epilogue or yeah epilogue or like yeah, yeah, it's an epilogue, but it's almost like, like the truth or like just something yes. like that where we could like be like, I knew that he was cheating yes. on my daughter. Like that would be cool to see. And then almost like the prologue, I don't want to talk about it too much, but like who was it actually by? I know. I know. Like everyone said it was from a male's perspective. I think it was probably from Jake's then. Crawling away from the, the mother, you think? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, because Lily was never hurt. It has to be from Jake. Lily was never like no no I I, I do not think it was Lily yeah no it wasn't yeah no it was definitely it was definitely Jake which is crazy crazy so I feel like that's pretty much it I gave it a four out of five Mm -hmm. really liked it really 
As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Good first book club pick, I feel I like, think to it get was started. Great. And there was like tons to talk about yeah. and theories, and I loved it. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, good. Um, so I feel like that's it for now. We're going to chat with Mary here in a yeah. second. I'm scared. Do you have any specific questions you want me to ask her? I guess since like a vague question more to ask like a thriller author, mm-hmm. is it hard coming up with twists? Like, do you yeah, know the twist of, mm-hmm. from the moment you start writing? Mm-hmm. Or do you come up with it along the way? Yeah, so true. Right? I always think that like, or do you have multiple, too? Like, do you have multiple ways the book could go, but as you're writing, You see like, which way it kind of takes you? Yeah, and, I like, know. what characters, like, do you end up liking a character more, so you, like, sway it away from them? So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I really want to ask her. And, like, I also want to ask, does she already have ideas for, like, the next one that she's going to do? She probably has tons yeah, of ideas. just stocked up. Yeah. How amazing. Well, thank you so much for being thank on. Thank you for having me. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon, and enjoy the conversation with Mary. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I am so excited. (laughs) Thank you for having me and for 
pushing it back a week. No, thank you. I mean, I was so sick last week and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to power through like double ear infection is no joke. But I was like, my voice sounded awful. And I'm like, I'm still going to do it because I really want to do this. But it ended up working out better for the both of us, I think. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. As soon as I went to get started and um, the headphones weren't working and then my daughter had an orthodontist appointment. So I like couldn't even go get new ones, but <laughs> no, this worked out. I feel like much better for everyone. So that's perfect. So yeah, thank you so much for being on. Um, I did get a bunch of questions from people about the book and about your writing process. So we can just jump right into it if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as you know, this was our first book that we ever read for the podcast, for the book club. So it was super exciting that you're willing to be on. So we're all just thrilled. So just to kind of get started a little bit, could you tell me how you got the idea for this book and just a little bit about what the writing process was like for it? Yeah, absolutely. So with Just the Nicest Couple, the first idea that really came to me was just this idea of having a missing husband because I feel like we read so many books or just we see it on the news you know so often about missing women and missing wives and so I sort of wanted to explore that from a different angle and see if ultimately it was the same story if we had a missing husband so um, I'm totally not a plotter you know I started with that idea of just a missing husband and exploring this and sort of, you know, started to write. I just, I started with Christian's first chapter and sort of set the stage and got to know my characters a little bit and little by little got to know, you know, more about them and their backgrounds and sort of how this disappearance came to be. That's so cool. So were there any specific like news stories or like research that you definitely channeled or was it more just this idea? It's a really great point where we hear a lot about like missing women and missing wives all the time. Was there anything specific that really gave you inspiration for it or any research you specifically did? Yeah, you know, it wasn't, there was nothing specific. You know, I, um, I like, I watch the news all the time. I listen to true crime podcasts. So I feel like I'm constantly, um, you know, hearing sadly about missing people, um, in real life. And, um, so, you know, I, there wasn't any specific case that kind of, um, inspired me, but I would say that it was just sort of like absorbing all of that and sort of wanting to explore it from my own side, from, you know, like a fictional uh, direction. And um, so that that was really where I got started. And then, you know, once I got to know the characters, they kind of took off from there. Um, as for research, you know, there was there was definitely some research. I, it wasn't too heavy, you know, this was, it depends on the book, how much research I have to do. And this one was not as significant. You know, I, there are some points where, um, you know, Christian speculates on, you know, was there a brain injury and things like that and what might have happened. And so I did some research there to figure out, you know, what might have happened and um, just kind of add some details there. Or like the character of Jake is a neurologist. And there are some points that I, I get a little specific about things that he do, does at work, you know, and some conversations that he's had with his wife about, you know, a typical day at work. And so that kind of thing required some research. But for the most part, this book was less research heavy than some of my other books. That's interesting. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, 
So another thing, I mean, you have all these amazing thrillers out there. Is the process pretty similar for each one? And kind of like, how do you come up and keep coming up with like original ideas for these books? And I know the thriller community in general is just so intense with like needing these amazing twists. And like, how do you keep coming up with fresh ideas? Is it just something that comes to you? Because every single time I read one of your books, I'm like, oh, there, it's another original <laughs> twist. So oh, thank you for saying that. Um, I wish that I had like a drawer full of ideas because every now and then I talk to these authors that do and they just have like notebooks of ideas and that's not me. Um, I really, I have one idea, you know, that I focus on when I'm writing a book and I always get a little nervous when I'm between books that I'm not going to come up with another idea. Um, but I do, thank goodness, they keep coming. Um, you know, when I go into my books, I don't know what that twist is going to be. There have only been... I think one, maybe two of my books that I did have an idea of what the twist was going to be. But usually I go in pretty blind and, um, you know, just kind of get to know my characters and a little bit about their backstory and sort of what brought them to this situation. And little by little, um, you know, that twist starts to form. And with my books, I really, I really want twists that feel very believable. Like I think sometimes in this genre, you can have a twist that's just so out there that it feels really implausible. And, and I think it's important to me that my readers feel like the things that are happening could really happen. And sometimes, you know, that's a matter of just getting to know the characters and see this, you know, more plausible twist kind of start to take place. It's so that's really interesting. That was something I was going to ask if the twists you think of the plot idea, like you think of this missing husband idea, and then immediately you're like, oh, it's going to be this random, you know, character that I'm writing about. So hearing that as you're writing it, it kind of comes to you as you kind of like build out these characters. That's really interesting. So as you were writing this one, when did you start to, I know Ryan, that was a huge discussion point in the podcast. And like people were asking like, oh my gosh, Ryan definitely has something to do with it. He has to. So was he ever someone that you were really thinking could potentially be the killer or be involved in the murder? Or were you like, no, he's going to be more of a red herring? I definitely considered him. And it's kind of funny because a lot of times my red herrings grow out of, you know, characters that I sort of, you know, explored as could they be the, you know, quote unquote bad guy. And so Ryan was definitely one that had potential. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I think I was, I was really far into this book, I have to say, before I came up with the twist. And this was the first book that I've written that I was actually behind deadline on. I'm usually like, I'm usually well ahead of my deadline, but I started writing this one during COVID and it was just a different time. You know, my husband and kids were home and um, I just couldn't focus as much. So I was writing and I think, you know, at some point my editor kind of asked, could she read what I had? And at that point I was, I was pretty close to done. You know, I thought I was putting the finishing touches on it. And so I sent her a third of the book and I was sort of like revising this, the next, you know, the next two thirds. And then I sent her another third of the book and then I had come up with a different ending. I was headed in a totally different direction. And this other ending just sort of like revealed itself to me and it seemed so perfect and so plausible and everything was there for it. You know, I, I had sort of by accident set up the whole motivation for this. And so I thought, oh, no, I have to, that has to be it. So I had sent my editor, you know, two thirds of the book. And at that point I said, I'm going to rewrite the last third. <laughs> and um, 
we got on a Zoom because I was so past deadline at that point, you know, and I just wanted to share with her where I was going to go with the book because I wanted to make sure she was on the same page before I took time to write it just because um, I was past due with this book. And so that was kind of fun to be on a Zoom with her and her having read two thirds of the book and me getting to see her face when I told her where I wanted to go with it, you know, and I knew that that it was a good twist. <laughs> Such a good twist. I was like, I was somehow I was like, is Nina's mom involved like in any way? I don't know. And then one of my favorite parts, I don't know if it was intentional. I'm sure it might have been intentional. But when Nina was backing up in her car, and someone almost like sideswiped her, and she saw her mom's eyes get like really big. And I was like, Oh, she wouldn't have seen that if she actually had some sort of macular degeneration. I was like, Oh, it has right. to be It was so good. It was like so subtle. And at that point, I was like, Oh, it's happening. It has to be her. <laughs> and that's one of my funnest parts of writing is when I do, you know, finally figure out that twist and I can go back and then, you know, knowing how it's all going to end up, I can really lay more of those breadcrumb clues, you know, a little more heavily because it definitely when I get to the end, I want the reader to have one of those moments where like they don't feel totally blindsided, but they have like an aha moment, like when they look back or if they were to read it again, they would see those clues the second time. Absolutely. I was already thinking, I'm like, if I reread the first few chapters now, like what I suspect her earlier on and I'm, I don't know, <laughs> so good. Um, kind of speaking to, you were talking about how you wrote Christian's point of view first. So how does it go for you as you're writing like the different points of view? Do you find it difficult to like find those different voices, especially like from like a male voice? Like, how did you find that? Yeah, so it takes time for sure to get to know my characters. And that's all of them, you know, whether they're male or female. I usually feel like the first couple chapters that I write from a, um, a character's point of view just feel a little more forced. You know, it's like you're having a conversation with somebody you don't know very well. And the small talk is just kind of awkward. You don't know what to say. And so that's how those first couple chapters sometimes feel to me. And then um, there comes a point where it sort of clicks, you know, and I know Christian and I know what he would do or say in a situation and it really flows after that. So what I try to do when I'm writing though, because all of my books have had multiple perspectives, is I try to write just one of them as much as I can from beginning to ends. So, and it was a little harder with this book. I couldn't do it the whole way through just because Christian and Nina's chapters are like so in sync. You know, what happens in Christian's is mirroring what happens in Nina. So it was a little more difficult. But I think I wrote a good solid like third or half of Christian's story before I even went back and started Nina's. So it really helps me to get to know my character a little bit more because I'm not bouncing back and forth from chapter to chapter. And like Christian's voice is maybe a little more distinct. They don't ultimately sound the same, you know, or like some version of me because I'm just going back and forth. Yeah, that's I never would have thought of it that way. But yeah, that must make it a little easier, I would assume, to write it. I yeah. feel like I would just go a little crazy having to go back and forth and it'd be easier to like mesh them and not make them as distinct. Absolutely. Yeah, it's one of those things that I started. I really did by accident with my first book or out of necessity. My first book had three different narrators and um like three different time frames, and so I was sort of all over the place with it. And at a certain point, it was just too much. And I thought, okay, I just have to take one of these characters and and run with it, you know. And it simplified the process, and then it stuck. Right, exactly. Um, talking a little bit about like title and like you know making a title for a book. So I loved the title, and I love. I always talk about like when I 
when it comes up in the actual dialogue. I love when I, you can always pick it out, but when Nina was thinking, ah, oh, you know, Lily and Christian are just the nicest couple. Like we've all had that thought about a couple who we feel like is, you know, too nice. And then you're all like, okay, we can't really trust them too much in this book. But did you always have just the nicest couple as the title or were there ever any different ones you were throwing around in your mind? Yeah, so it's funny. So I, I, I don't even do a working title for my books. You know, for one, I need to really finish the book before I can come up with ideas. Um, and it's usually like on that last read through or one of the last read throughs that I really am kind of looking for text, you know, that might jump out as a potential title. But for this book, um, the, the title for the longest time, like it even went on Amazon as this was Don't Wait Up, which is another line from the book as well. It's the last lines that Jake says to Nina before he leaves. Um, and so the way it works with titles is like when I'm done with revisions, my editor and I usually brainstorm together. We come up with a list that we both like and then she'll send it around to the rest of the team and everybody can vote. And so um, there was something on the list like just the nicest couple. I think it was like such a nice couple or something like that. Um, and then Don't Wait Up was on there and I can't remember what else was. But everybody at the time, voted pretty unanimously for Don't Wait Up. And so I thought it was done. You know, some of the early covers that I saw actually had Don't Wait Up on there. And like I said, it was posted to Amazon as Don't Wait Up. And I was on social media talking about my new book, Don't Wait Up. And, <laughs> and then at some point in the process, my publisher shares it with like retailers and things like that. And they get um, more feedback. And um, somebody I don't I don't remember or know who you know wasn't a fan of don't wait up and so we went back to the drawing board you know and we revisited um what you know just the nicest couple and it was one that we had always liked you know it had been right there on our top list and everybody loved it so it was it took it took a minute for me to like adjust I kept thinking what's this book called <laughs> and I kept getting tripped up on it but I love the title, you know, once I, once I finally got used to it, it's just, it's like a, that ironic kind of title, you know, that makes you think, are they a nice couple? And considering that there are two couples here, you don't know who they're referring to. Exactly. I loved it. I, from this, I feel like it really is attention grabbing too, because you know, like you're a thriller author and so you're like, okay, something's going to be a little bit fishy here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Speaking a little bit to names too, like, do you have any specific naming conventions for naming your characters and then I know that Nina's mom never really had like an official like first name so was that purposeful or was there anything like how do you choose your names yeah so it's part of it is just a process of getting to know the characters like Nina the whole time I wrote the book was Emma and then I started to think that Emma was like too sweet of a name I thought <laughs> I thought Nina had a little more edge because she's a character that has edge to me, um, you know, and she's kind of hard to get a, a good read on. And so, you know, I was doing Emma, but the whole time I was just, that's not right. You know, it just didn't feel right. And something about it was bothering me. And then, I mean, I was well into the manuscript when I, I just knew I had to revisit that. And Nina, you know, once I thought of it, it just seemed so perfect. It seemed so fitting for this character. So sometimes it's like a process of trial and error. Um, and sometimes it's just, you know, names that I like. But um, yeah, like I said, it sometimes just takes a little bit of time to get to know the character until I know which name is going to really fit them. Exactly. Yeah, I totally, Nina definitely fits her. It is a little bit of like an edgier take, I feel like. Yeah. Um, 
So next book, do you have any ideas like in the pipeline for things that you're working on now or any ideas like floating around in your head for what's coming next? Yeah, so I actually think I am like two days away from turning in a draft to my editor. Um, <laughs> and I'm really, I'm really excited. Books are, you know, some cooperate, some don't cooperate, but this has been a very cooperative book. Um, so this is, I have a terrible elevator pitch. It's not practiced. So, <laughs> um, and it doesn't have a title yet, but... Um, but it's about um, a woman, an ICU nurse, who gets a patient who, um, who has jumped from a bridge. And she, you know, she survived, but she's unconscious. Uh, she's in a coma. And so this nurse is taking care of her and sort of getting to know some of the women's loved ones that come to visit. And then she comes to realize that the woman was actually pushed from this bridge. And so she doesn't know who she can trust. Inter oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> That's so exciting. <laughs> Thank you. So how does like that draft process take? So you're going to submit the draft. Like, is that going to be in like a few years or does it go really? I guess it could depend for every, any book, right? It, yeah, it varies. I know that right now the um, tentative release date is sometime in April of 2024. So just a little over a year from now. So yeah, I'll turn in a draft and then my editor and I will go back and forth for maybe a couple months on revisions. And then after that, it's kind of out of my hands. You know, then it goes through like copy edits and proofreading and we get a cover and, you know, send out some early copies to bloggers and bookstores and librarians to get some of that early buzz building. Oh, well, that is so exciting. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. thrilled. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So and then lastly, what are you reading? Do you have any books that are on your nightstand right now? Like, are you looking forward to any specific books coming out this year? Like, what are you into right now? So I'm really fortunate that I get a lot of ARCs for books, advanced copies for books that aren't out yet. So I know that I think everybody is really excited for this book, but I just finished Riley Sager's um, The Only One Left, which comes out, I want to say in June, and it was phenomenal. I've, I mean, I think that it's the best Riley Sager book yet, and I just, it's, I'm notoriously a slow road reader, but this was one of those books that I just could not put down. I was thinking about all the time. So that's great. I just read Ashley Winstead's new book, which comes out um, maybe more like this fall, September or October. I can't remember exactly, but that one is really, really great, really dark and gothic, and it's a really good read. Um, ones that are out right now, I recently listened to um, Jason Rakulik's um, Hidden Pictures. So good. Love that one. So I loved that one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I highly recommend that. That's so I've been really looking forward to the new Riley Sager book, too. I recently just read like all the backlog of his. So I've been just I've been hearing people who have gotten the arcs really good things. So I'm excited for that yeah. one, too. So good. Uh, well, thank you so much. That's really all the questions I have. Like, I am just so thrilled you're willing to come on. We, I love this book so much. Like every single one of your books is four to five stars for me. Just the Nicest Couple was so good. I was could not put it down. And unfortunately, I had to put it down because <laughs> I was reading it in chunks for each week for this podcast. But I yeah. am just I was so, so excited about it and loved it so much. Well, thank you so much for reading it and for all the support and for having me here today. I was thrilled to get to talk to you. I was so excited. So this will be out probably around like just Thursday of this week. So I'll edit it quickly okay. and I'll get it out and I'll share it all over Instagram. So I know everyone's just like so excited. So thank you so much. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we'll talk soon then. Okay. Sounds good. Have a good afternoon. Too. Bye. Bye. Bye.
All right. That was our conversation with Mary Kubica. I hope you all enjoyed it. This was genuinely a dream come true. It felt so, so amazing to be able to talk to her in general and just be able to talk to her about a book that we all read. It was just so incredible. So thank you all again for being so supportive of me and for giving me these amazing opportunities. I am just thrilled. So that is the end of Just the Nicest Couple by Mary Kubica, our first one woman book club podcast book club pick. I hope you all enjoyed it. I have been hearing such amazing things from all of you guys that you really enjoyed this month. And I am just so thrilled that the podcast has been such a success so far. And that's all to you guys. So happy you're enjoying it. Please send me a message on Instagram, letting me know what you thought of Just the Nicest Couple. And if you are planning on reading All the Dangerous Things by Stacey Willingham, this episode is out on Thursday, March 2nd. So I hope you're enjoying it. And our next episode is just a few short days away that will be up on Monday, March 6th. And that is all that I have for you guys today. I hope you all enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to talk to you all in the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye guys. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.